so fourth year happened nothing yet fifth year and I remember clearly on my fifth year my husband always wanted to have a family I remember going for a work with him and I say maybe we just need to divorce oh that was like that was so painful just for me to say that even for him to hear it but it was out of the desperation of just not being able to give him what he wants and in this journey right we are five years six years working with god you know Mm. like we leave this to prayer so much we we were like we're not desperate for this we leave it to you lord jesus we know what you can do but still on those moments you know you get a pregnancy test is negative and you go back to what are you doing (laughs) what are your plans hello and welcome i'm tanya reason and this is the gospel according to mum the show where we discuss the transformational work done in us by Jesus Christ as we live out motherhood and discipleship with him. My guest is Mariana Yepes. Mariana is a married mother of two children under five. Originally from Colombia, she comes from a Catholic background, but is the first in her immediate family to have a personal relationship with Jesus. A driven career woman and high achiever, Mariana never believed that it would take her seven years to conceive. After she and her husband were finally blessed with two children in 18 months, she was even more surprised to find that she was not only compelled to become a stay-at-home mother, but is also contemplating homeschooling long-term. In part one of this episode, Mariana shares her testimony of coming to faith out of a health crisis brought on by an unsustainable work schedule. As she and her husband endured a subsequent seven years of unexplained infertility, Mariana shares how Jesus reworked the priorities of her heart to prepare her for the calling of her motherhood. So, thank you, Mariana, for being on the show. It's so good to finally catch up with you. We've we've had a couple of um, missed appointments and things, which has always yes. been my fault. <laughs> I'm yes, happy we, to admit. Um, so, I am so excited that we're going to hear your story. This is this oh, is going to be you. wonderful. Thank you for being Thanks on the Thanks to show. you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, so you have some wonderful stories to share about your journey with motherhood so far. You, your eldest is four years old, so it's still quite a new journey for you. But already you have experienced some real transformation and impactful moments with God through being a mother. So yeah. we're going to just give listeners a chance to understand uh, where you came from and in terms of your faith and, and how you got started on the motherhood journey. It was a very long road to motherhood <laughs> for you, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So before we get into that, um, maybe you could share a little bit about where you were in your faith before that journey started and how you came to know Christ. So uh, it was a very long seven years uh, for me to actually have kids. But um, before that, I, I grew up in a, in Colombia. That's my origin uh, background. And I came to Australia being a Catholic. Uh, uh, I used to serve in church. I used to do everything in church, in the Catholic church. Um, and then suddenly when I was 22, I said to my husband, let's, let's start to plan have kids. We always wanted to have uh, kids when we were young. Uh, my dream was always get to 50 and have a kid that was already 25 years old. So that was that was my dream. Um, but it wasn't God's plans uh, for a reason. In that process, um, it's interesting how it all worked because when we started deciding to have kids was when um, I become very ill. I actually was uh, very sick. Uh, I become a workaholic. Um, my, my whole life has been all about being successful. 
um, until that point. Um, mm -hmm. It was always my career, finishing early, doing my PhD, doing as much as I can. Uh, that was on my dream list. Um, and have kids, it was on my dream list, but it wasn't like a priority. Um, and yeah, when I was 22, I, we said, okay, we're ready to have kids. And I have this chalk in between being a mother, how it's going to work and my, you know, professional development, but it, it will take time and it didn't matter for me at that point. But I got sick. I was working 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Not because someone asked me, just because uh, I needed to to do it and I needed to keep it staying and growing and going. Um, and I just became ill for, I lost weight. I went to size four in two months. I lost 10 kilos weight. Mm. I couldn't eat properly. It was, um, it was full on. Um, so I have to go to specialists. And in the meantime, we supposedly were trying to have kids, which my body wouldn't actually even cope with it. Um, but interesting enough with all that transition, someone asked me to go to a psychologist. Um, and no, I don't have any against them, but I'm like, I don't need them. Mm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a strong woman. I yeah. don't need them. Um, but my manager asked me to go because I was actually, you know, being absent and on and off. And he's like, maybe you need support. I was like, fair enough. Um, they pay for it. And, and I got there. And on my first appointment, you know, you vent everything for 45 minutes. Um, and then the psychologist says something at the end. Mm -hmm. Um and she says, you know, I, I think you you are, uh, you know, you're under stress and anxious. And I was like, well, I have a lot on my plate at work. And she's like, okay, let's catch up again. And I remember clearly, it's, it's, it's beautiful because as I leave in the room, she turned to me and she says, hey, Mariana, um, if you have faith, maybe you need to seek him first. And, and at wow. this, at, to this point, I always ask my husband, I'm not sure whether it was hair or no. You know what I mean? Like psychologists never, yeah, never say that. You know, like except if you go to a Christian psychologist and they're allowed, but other than that, in that air scenario, they never say anything. Um, so that was a little bit like, oh, I do have a faith. Like I was Catholic, but I do yeah. believe in God. And and when we came to Australia, an Australian family adopted us, and the Christians. So my husband said, maybe you just need to go and stay with grandma. We call it grandma. Mm -hmm. grandma. And I stayed over there for, for three days. Um, and we read the Bible for the first time. I read the Bible on my own. Like normally, you know, right, the priest yeah. read it to you. And she gave me my first Bible and, and I read it. And because I like to study, so why not? I just yeah. get a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I start like a new uh, Christian, not knowing where to. And I start from Genesis because that's the the beginning yeah. of the book. Snap, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, That's it. So yeah. I was like, must be Genesis. Mm -hmm. So I gone through Genesis and I have thousand questions, mm. like thousand. I'm going through these. And, and I think on my mind, I came to, I have a lot of friends that are Christians and they're very um, good witnesses of, you know, my faith before. And I just started texting them and I asking grandma questions. And I was like, what is this? What this means? And what I didn't know this and you know I'm supposed to know God I've been being mm. Catholic since I was born and you know I was like what's yeah. happening here um and all those questions and I came from those three days I came home again uh, and I saw my husband and even my husband says it's something different in your face mm. and I was like oh I know you don't even notice when you don't know yeah um but I was three days actually reading the word of God and mm. 
you don't even know what, what you don't know. But yeah. he was already shining in my face. He was already yeah. there transforming something inside me. So um, it took it took six to one year to heal my body, mm-hmm. pretty much a whole year with a specialist. Um, and I do think that God's working hand was in all of it. Because, um, you know, not only heal my body, but it healed my mind and my mm. priorities. Yeah. So uh, from then, you know, I drop a lot of work and I actually stay home for a way, for a bit. Um, it wasn't easy. It's not easy when you are so focused, orientated on your professional development and your mm. career. It's not easy. Well, it's your identity, um, isn't it? Yeah. It becomes it, it, your identity and that's it, like it, shedding it, yourself. You can't do that easily. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know what, what else I was good at. Mm. Um, that was, and that's it. It's when you don't know your identity in Christ, you, mm. you hold your identity in something else. Yeah. Uh, and for me it was, was that, you know, I mentioned before, uh, I said it to you in our conversation before I say, you know, I graduated from high school when I was 14 and uni when I was 18, mm. moved to Australia when I was 19. So it was all this going on, 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 on. I can do all, everything on my own strength. Um, and then things happen and God says, maybe not, maybe yeah. you need me. Um, you know, I'm not saying that he causes all these things, but he used all things for a purpose and to transform us, to make mm. us more like him. Mm. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. Very grateful. Um, so after a year of being healed, you know, being at home and all supposedly all good, uh, we keep trying and nothing happened. Um, we go into second year, nothing happened. Third mm. year, nothing happened. Um, yeah. so that's when you start going, maybe something is not right. Um, it, it was a roller coaster of emotions. We pay so many specialists, private specialists, to see what was going on. Um, and they just, you know, they call it unexplained infertility that mm. they must do uh, when they can't find anything. Um, I tried treatment. I didn't try IVF, not because I'm against it. It's just, I think, emotionally, I wouldn't cope with it. Mm. Um so we didn't went that way, but we tried one before and it was too heavy with me with hormones and so on. And my mm-hmm. husband went like, no, we're not going through this. Yeah. Um, so fourth year happened, nothing yet. Fifth year. And I remember clearly on my fifth year, my husband always wanted to have a family. I remember going for a work with him and I say, maybe we just need to divorce. Oh, that was like, that was so painful. Um, Just for me to say that, even for him to hear it. Mm. Um, But it was out of the desperation of just not being able to give him what he wants. Um, And in this journey, right, we have five years, six years working with God, you know, Mm. like in this journey, we're right, like we, our life got so transformed, serving and fully devoted in prayer. Like we leave this to prayer so much. We, we were like, we're not desperate for this. We leave it to you, Lord Jesus. We know what you can do. But still in those moments, you know, you get a pregnancy test is negative and you go back to what are you doing? (laughs) What are your plans? I know I'm submitted to you. So it's, it's. It, I cannot say that it was all smooth. Uh, it was a battle on and off oh, with yeah. God. Uh, we have plenty of discussions about it. Um, but then it got to a point that I remember saying that to my husband and my husband looked at me and he says, what are you saying? <laughs> I was like, well, you want kids and I can clearly give it to you. you I want you happy. I, and then he says, but I'm happy with you. Mm enough it's like that's enough if even if it's us to the end 
that's plenty. Mm. And and he added, and this is something that stayed with my heart forever. He added Colossians 2.10 and he says, and we are complete in Christ. Mm. And being complete in Christ means that if we have kids or not, we're okay. Yeah. And it was so, because I was always the one who, who prays louder, who, who brings the Bible more mm. than him. And he just nailed it with that one. And I was like, <laughs> I have, <laughs> you know, I have to come to that place of I am complete in Christ. Yeah. Whether I have kids or not, yeah. I am yours. I'm identity, you know. Yeah. I already left that at the foot of the cross about yeah. my identity being in mm. the profession and my career. I already mm. know that it's all about mm. you, Jesus. So then I cannot just leave. Now I'm not a mother to become my identity. I mm. can't have kids to become my identity. It's still you and only you. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Your husband, when he gave you that that word, he made it true at the same time when yes. he said it because I've seen it with my own husband and, and a lot of the other guests who've been on the show, this... this um, the the completeness of the husband and wife team when you are with the person that god intends you yes. you complete each other <laughs> sounds like that you complete me <laughs> it's a big cliche but but it but it does yeah. you complement each other on the journey you know and yeah. and when he said that he he was able to be strong at the point where you were struggling and that's yeah. what that's what keeps it together you know there's always yes. one tie that's strong and you yeah. know that's beautiful, you know. And I love when, you know, I was reading your notes, I, what I love about the way you write it is that you talk about this struggle as you always say we. We went through this. You know, it was never yeah. just I went through this terrible thing. Yeah. It was really you and your husband very much together. Was he yeah. Was he in a similar place faith-wise to uh, you or has he come from a different, yeah, from to, a different to angle? Yeah, yeah, no, to that point, we, we were in the same place, but mm. it, it was different, slightly different. So he mm. also comes from a Catholic background. He's also from Colombia. Um, and I think I came to Christ first and men's process different. Um, <laughs> men do process different. Women are more emotional, devoted, quicker. Uh, and that's just by nature, who mm. he created us to be. The logical of the men, he actually... They process things, it makes sense, it needs to make sense. Plus, my husband is a system engineer. Mm. So it's all about logic and show me what they are, and things need to have something where it come from. Um, so it took him a little bit while. So that's what I was so surprised. Mm. Isn't it powerful me, right? when they do things like that though? I mean, my <laughs> husband is the same way, very much from a sort of apologetic angle. He he wants to know the answers. He has to have the answer yes. to everything. But but then sometimes he'll say something that's totally spiritual and it, it has so much more meaning for me, yes. so much more encouraging because I just think, well, that had to have been God that said that. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, yeah. But, but also, no, always... that he's with me, you know, my husband is with me in this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. And that's that's what happened when he said that, as you said it, it became real. It became so like, you are with, you know, you are with me in this, mm -hmm. like, you are you and you are with me you know mm. like i i didn't need need it but it's in those moments that you need those that is strength and god use your husband or you know you're supposed to 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 confirm things and i'm like okay so we're doing this and i remember going home that night and and we say god 
you know, the word says that you are not a father that will tease us, you know, that you won't give us a stone instead of a bread. So if you put the desire on our heart to be parents, so that means that we will be parents, that we will have kids. We don't know when, but you are going to give it to us. Mm. And if it's not, please remove that desire from our hearts and we are okay with that. But we know that is you. And, and you know, we, we wake up the following day and the following week and we always wanted to have a family. So we just faithfully trust that it will come. Uh, and it shifted. It actually shifted the agony of the roller coaster of emotions, you know, of actually not knowing every month if it's going to happen or not, or, you know, calculating, you know, the calendar, which days and which not, (laughs) and it's just annoying. Um, And coming to a place, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be free and I'm just going to enjoy the journey until you make it happen, Mm -hmm. just because I trust you. And I trust that when we say that your time is perfect, I just have to trust that, that, you know, that even when I want it deeply now, you know, that I'm not ready now for that mm-hmm. reason uh, and it's okay. And and we just faithfully keep believing and it, it really position our hearts, our minds, our spirit, our emotion in a different place mm-hmm. where we could actually go on like, we just enjoy this instead of actually saying, oh, that was like horrible seven years. Um, and then, you know, when, when we actually fall pregnant, um, that was um, on July in 2000 yeah in july it was seven years after we were start trying and it was in july so it was the month seven year seven that's what i remember oh. uh, i was like yes you're a god of completion i was like mm. woman of numbers but no <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but i remember clearly i was so sick for two weeks and i said to god god I'm not going to do a test. I'm not going to go through this. I don't like it. And my husband was getting worried because I didn't want to go to hospital. I remember going one night and I say, I'm just going to lie down. And I opened the Bible. Not that I do this. Not that I open the Bible and read whatever is in there. But I just opened the Bible and let it up be the parable of the sower. So it says day and night, he's, you know, the farmer is sowing a mm-hmm. seed mm-hmm. and he doesn't know that it's growing. Mm. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. That's not for me. And I closed the Bible and I just put it next to me. And then I wake up at 5 a.m. and I was like, and the pharma doesn't know that it's growing. And I was like, I'm just going to do a pregnancy test. <laughs> that was at 5.30 <laughs> a.m. Uh, my husband was praying and it was wide right positive. Yeah. Uh, like it didn't take even two seconds. And mm. I just went to my highest one and we just born in tears. Mm. Um, so that was my first one. And yeah, 18 months later. I'm pregnant again with my second one, uh, and it's been it's been beautiful. Aww, yeah, that's so wonderful. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> only only seven years. Only seven only years. Seven, yeah. You know, yeah, you, we put that in, some... in perspective for mothers. You might go, oh, seven years. You know, seven schmevin. But no, that's getting a kid to school, and then another yeah. two years on. That 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 is a long time to be waiting. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Yes. And you know, Tanya, something that God taught me through that season, I had a lot of women, lots of women, like lots, through those seven years, coming to me for prayer because they want to have kids. And I was oh. like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, at the beginning, I will be, to be honest, at the beginning, where girl, you know, women will come to me and they will say, yeah, I've been trying for one year. Or, and I will go like, God, Why? Yeah. <laughs> one year is nothing yeah <laughs> like, you're joking what are you doing yeah. and then he said 
you don't know. You don't know the pain of someone. Mm. You don't know if one year is extremely painful yeah. or two months. You don't know the desires of the heart. You don't know how long they've been waiting for this. You don't mm. know. You don't know the circumstances. Mm. So maybe you are seven years and maybe, you know, but he taught me how to respect everyone's journey, mm. even if it was two months. Yeah. You know, and look at it in the same way as someone that actually have a desire to have kids yeah. and haven't been able to do it. Yeah. So yeah. That's you've confirmed something for me that I've that I've often thought is that, you know, it's impossible to compare our stories with other yeah. people's stories because because he knows he knows us deeply and and suffering is relative, isn't it? I mean you mm. might say, oh, I haven't suffered as much as that person. But you know, some people can go through incredible amounts that you would think there's no way I could possibly live through that. And then you tell them something of your life and they think, how did you make it through? You know, not that he tailors suffering for, for us, but 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 he's he's compassionate. Like he's not going to put us through what we can't yeah. manage. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I want to ask you, and you may not know the answer to this. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How did you measure success? Do you think you have a bead on on how you were measuring success up to that point? You're asking to a perfectionist, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, was it speed? Uh, that's that's really my question. Did, was it because you wanted to get things done, and you had many things on your list, and you know you wanted to get them done by certain points? And I just wonder if it was actually a time issue. I don't think it was a time. Um, maybe it was a little bit partially time. But also uh, be known. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, and and I still wor- working in this. You know, like it could be, I just spend holidays with my family. It could be co- things that I will, I will look and I was like, oh, am I doing this right? Just because mm. I will, I will compare or I will see whether I'm doing it better than them or not. No, we sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tend to do that, same as, you know, comparing each other's stories and see who has suffered more and less. <laughs> uh, I always I always think about when you have kids and and you go to mother's groups, which I'm not very fan of. <laughs> but when you go to mother's groups and they always talk about when they those mother groups kind of always talk about the pregnancy and how it was and and they start comparing about C-sections, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> which one was more horrible and what what had the longest experience. You know, I'm like, yeah. why are we doing this? What, what? Yeah. Does it make you better that yours yeah. was worse than the other person? And I've, because... got to, I've got to put my hand up at that point because when people tell me their story, my first one was so horrendous. I'm secretly in my heart, I'm like, you know, there's nothing to what I went through. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and then I think, stop it. You know, <laughs> we do that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. We do that because every time that someone tells me, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, or then it was like, oh, that was harder than mine. I was like, we tend to do this conscious yeah. and unconsciously. And at the end, it gives us this boost of ah, satisfaction. And, mm. I, I, and I believe that that was for me before uh, I made Christ. It was like, uh, I want to be known. And I mm. want, and so sex was that. Um, and known, and we can choose how to be known. Uh, and for me, you know, I have a very good position. I get a very good salary and, mm-hmm. you know, have uh, two degrees and I have this and I'm studying. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do love studying, not only because I want to be known, but, you know, you can use it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. 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 It's always much more complicated than one thing, isn't it? Because... 
you know, who you are is is also that person. That's how you get on that track. And, and the yep. way you find yourself towards that is is all of the gifts that God's given you. Yeah. Um, and it's very tiring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do it under your own strength. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I wanted to ask you was about patience. Because I wonder, you must have, I think... I think that you have learnt what patience is. I think you might have said it when you said, I'm going to trust God and just enjoy the waiting. Mm. Because I, I struggle with patience. I think I probably have, I might have started life with negative patience. like <laughs> <laughs> Minus something. Yeah, yeah. But I find, I've, I feel frequently that God is trying to slow me down. And I, and I, I, I look at it and I think, yes, I know why it's important to slow down. I can see the value of not rushing, not least because I shouldn't be rushing your plan. But I still struggle with it. And I'm yeah. looking for the magic formula that I can say, well, I can do mm -hmm. this and then I will have patience. I wish I can have the answer. Um, <laughs> I did develop more. I, I do think, you know, it's a gift of the spirit, patience. And I always said, we should activate it. It should. It, it is in us. We mm. should actually simply activate it and leave it. But it's not that easy, isn't it? It's mm. not that simple. And but through the seven years, I remember a friend coming to me. She's different scenario, you know, about kids. She actually wanted to have a husband, and she says, oh, "You don't understand what is waiting." And I was like, "Oh, mm -hmm. no, I do. Mm. Maybe not a husband, but I do know what is waiting on him." So it gave me a different view of of knowing how to wait, I guess I will say that. Um, patience, I don't know, I, I think, I think with God and the relationship that I have built with God through the, through the scenario of kids, I can actually know that I know his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. I, I look at my two kids and that's what I, not only the two miracles, but I look at my two kids and I'm like, Oh God, you're faithful. Like you never fail. You mm -hmm. truly never fail. So on those moments that I'm like, what's happening? I'm just have to look at them and I'm like, you're faithful. And I just have to wait. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's not a formula, but it, it helps me to, you know, on those momentums that I don't know what to do with the tantrums or what to do when I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, or when I want something to change because I don't know how to change it myself or when I'm pursuing something and it just look I'm endless, I'm like, oh God, but you're faithful. I know your faithfulness. I I know it. I have tasted and I have seen it mm -hmm. and no one can take that away from me. So I'm just going to wait on you. I'm just going to wait. Thanks for listening today. You can find out more about the show, our guests, and subscribe and download through all our channels by visiting thegospelaccordingtomum.com. In part two of my conversation with Mariana, we discuss how deeply motherhood reveals what we're willing and unwilling to give to God, and how we decide what influence we're willing to allow the world to have on our family's lives. In the meantime, be encouraged, friend, and remember the God who taught you to love will not leave you as you walk with him more and more at your own pace. I'm Tanya Reason, and you've been listening to The Gospel According to Mum. Till next time.